Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's International Hot and Spicy Food Day, Tony. How you celebrate? I'm Tony Kornheiser. By looking hot and acting spicy. Did I actually oh, just do okay. that? How Alrighty. much of a clown do I look like? <laughs> really, honestly. At my age, hot and spicy. it's just awful. Hot and spicy. That's some golden. Some, I don't, you do can you be like, the golden I don't even bachelor. like hot and spicy food. No, neither. Do you like that? I don't neither. like hot and spicy Temperature. Food. Temperature I mean, hot. Yeah, that spicy. Sriracha, no. is that what it's called? They just pour it on? No, not for me. Not for me. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Bills advance. Mike Tomlin walks off, and Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the ultimate collapse by the Philadelphia Eagles, losing last night in lethargic fashion at Tampa Bay, 32-9. Baker Mayfield threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns. Tampa Bay opened up a 13-0 lead, and although the Eagles got within a touchdown at the end of the first half, they never appeared to threaten the Bucs. Wilbon, do you come to praise the Buccaneers or bury the Eagles? There's time to praise the Buccaneers. we got a few days for that. No, no, no. The, the Eagles must be buried, and they must be buried properly. And actually, one line did this better than any of the pictures, better than anything else said or analyzed about that game last night, and that is Troy Aikman saying, I think in the late third, maybe the early fourth quarter, the Eagles were a defeated team, and they arrived that way. Ding, 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 ding. See, right. that's it. People can get into schematics if they want to. They can deliver all the statistics they want to. What you needed to observe, what anybody needed to observe about the Eagles, coming into this game, it took me a long time. As I said yesterday, I wasn't ready to go there, Tony. They were dispirited. They had no spirit. Now, you got to be around that team every day to figure out whether that happened in practice, whether they just didn't believe in their coach anymore, whether they didn't believe in each other anymore. Jalen Hurts is just sitting there sort of by himself on the bench looking dispirited. Troy Aikman said it all yeah. when he said this is a defeated team. It had no spirit tone. It had no will. It doesn't matter. That's why they couldn't tackle anybody. That's why they couldn't do anything that we saw the Eagles do last year or in those 10 victories this year, defeated. Yeah, I think it is impossible not to bury the Eagles first. Um, So I will join you in doing that. This is an utter collapse over the last six or seven weeks, right? I mean, they were 10-1. and They lost six of their last seven games. In those games, Mike, they allowed 30.1 points per game, which is the worst in the league. Like, you would watch people catch passes. They seem disinterested in even tackling people. On offense, they averaged 18.9 points a game, which is near the bottom. So on both sides of the ball, there was, you know, an obvious decline. The other day we talked about Green Bay humiliating Dallas, and that's the right word. This, to me, is worse. 
And it's puzzling. They cratered. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Mike, it looks like there's something deeply wrong with that team. Yes. That firing yes. a coach or trading a player will not necessarily fix. It, it looks systemic. I'll, I'll get to Tampa Bay briefly. If I was writing the column off that game, I'd have gotten to Tampa Bay by the sixth or seventh paragraph. Maybe that's unfair. You know, they play in a lousy division. They're a 500 team at home. But in fact, Baker Mayfield had a really good year. And he in fact, really nobody expected Tampa Bay to be here. And they won more games this year with Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, than they won last year with Tom Brady, a quarterback. But they're not the story. The story is the Eagles. No, right now the story is the Eagles. But Tony, the Eagles seems more self-inflicted. Dallas got beat down Maybe. badly, beat to death. The Eagles seems right. self-inflicted because it doesn't matter who the opponent is. The Eagles aren't up for it. And so I look at the spirit puzzling. of that team or Isn't the that lack puzzling? thereof. Yes, it is. Yeah. But you can't, yeah, Tony, it is. you can't run it back with them either. You can't. No. They, they, no, they don't, no, they don't no, seem no. interested no, at no, all. No, no, no. no, no. In no. the early game, the Bills eliminated the Steelers. Josh Allen threw for three touchdowns, but his showstopper moment was a 52-yard touchdown run midway through the second quarter. And while Buffalo's defense held the Steelers to 17 points, injuries could leave the Bills without five starters and several backups for Sunday night's home game with Kansas City. So, Tony, have the Bills, given all that, regained your confidence? Not exactly, no. I mean, if they beat Kansas City, yes, but they're supposed to beat this Pittsburgh team. Like, they're better than the Pittsburgh team. The Pittsburgh team has no particular threat on offense. They had turned to a third-string quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who, who really helped them a lot in, in the late regular season games. But this, this is a year, Mike, where second, third, and fourth-string quarterbacks have been pressed into action all over the league. Some of them with pretty good success. I'm going to read some off. You'll remember them. Josh Dobbs had a couple of great games in Minnesota. Early Nick on, Nick Mullins yeah. in Minnesota. Jake um, Browning in Cincinnati. Tommy DeVito had three or four games for the Giants. Joe Flacco in Cleveland, I think, had four wins for them. Mason Rudolph in, in Pittsburgh. They delivered for two or three or four games. But it ran out, Mike, because it always runs out because they're second, does. third, and fourth yes. string quarterbacks. Yes. I mean, that's how it works. Josh yeah. Allen is a better quarterback than anybody Pittsburgh has. He had a really, he had a really good game. I mean, you know, he didn't turn the ball over. He made those great plays. There's a reason Pittsburgh was a 10-point underdog, Mike. There's a reason. Yeah, Tony, but Buffalo hadn't sort of lost me like the Bills had lost a lot of people because I think a lot of it was overstated. I never looked at the Bills while you saw a contender and you thought they might be able to play with, and they really might be able to play with Baltimore and Kansas City and Cincinnati before Joe Burrow got hurt. And those are the things we were yeah. factoring in in August and September. And, Tony, they're a really good team. Not a great team, but flawed. And they're going to lose a few games. But I never thought that in early November they were as bad as some people had them being, even though they were momentarily out of the playoff picture. But, Tony, they got a home game now where they can really do Buffalo proud, that franchise proud. They can That's put right. themselves back in the That's big, right. big action by beating a team I'm That's absolutely right. not impressed with this year's Kansas City. And I believe Josh Allen can lead that. And if they've got any momentum left yeah. over from beating Pittsburgh's socks off, they should be able to beat Kansas City in Buffalo. They should. I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, I know they've won six in a row, and four of the teams they beat are playoff teams. 
I'm not going to denigrate that, but I am going to say this. They only beat one of those teams by more than two touchdowns. They haven't been awesome yet. I'm waiting for something big, right? Aren't Maybe you? You're waiting for something big. No, right? just win the games. Just we'll win the back. games. If you're Buffalo and you struggle, you've struggled part of this year. Just win them. I mean, the Cowboys won them big, and then how did it turn out when they couldn't win it big? No good. We turn back to the Steelers now and their coach, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin is in no danger of being fired. He is, by acclamation, a really good coach. But lately, talk about Tomlin has centered on the possibility he would walk away from Pittsburgh. Last night, he was asked about his contract, and Tomlin literally did walk away. Today, the NFL Network reported that Tomlin told players in a team meeting that speculation about him stepping away is unfounded, and he plans to coach the Steelers in 2024. Wilvon, what do you make of all of this? Uh, Tony, after thinking a lot about it, because Mike Tomlin is a fascinating figure, and he's fascinated you, I know, since the day he was first hired right. by the Steelers. Yes. When Dan Rooney then walked in and said, I want him, cancel the other interviews. I know you love Tomlin. I know he's one of your faves. And, yep, Tony, I he's do. a fascinating yep. figure. And I just think, even after you look at all of this, there's a frustration level that comes with losing or not being able to win like you think you can or want to. There's a frustration that even gets to somebody as composed and as fiery and as competitive as Mike Tomlin. That, that, that you know, the Steelers don't have the roster to contend with those other teams we've just been talking about. And so maybe that got to Mike Tomlin. Maybe we'll find out about this. There'll be subsequent reporting. But that's all I think it is. I don't want to go too deep into this and develop a psychological yeah. profile. He's frustrated. He just lost. These are the minutes that come right after that. So I don't think that these stories are made up out of thin air. I think somebody says something to somebody. I think when you get four or five stories in two weeks and there's conjecture about whether a guy will step away, that it's not all made up. Like, let's look at the coaching landscape right now. Nick Saban just walked away from Alabama, but he's a lot older than Tomlin. But a couple of years ago, Sean Payton was only about 10 years older than Tomlin. He walked away for a while and, and then came back. I think, I think it's possible that you know, Tomlin got this job so young, Mike. He 34. was 34 years old. 34, That's yeah. what the Steelers do. Noel and Cower and Tomlin, and they're very, very young, and it's 17 years, and maybe it takes a toll. And to your point, he doesn't have a quarterback. You can't no. win that way. No. Since Roethlisberger began to fade and then left, you struggle to be above 500. You struggle to win any playoff games. They're 0-5 in their last five. So there's probably something weighing on him, but I'm glad he's going to come back. Let's take a break. Absolutely. Coming up, where does the reported retirement of Jason Kelsey leave the Eagles? Yeah. We will ask Jeff Saturday. We'll also ask him which top seed he thinks is more vulnerable, Niners or Ravens? I do love Tom. From the first day I, I met him, I just I know. thought he was great. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Let's get back into the NFL with our great friend ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday. Jeff, we're going to start with something near and dear to your heart because you played center. We're going to start with the Eagles center, Jason Kelsey, reportedly retiring how significant will that loss be for Philadelphia, and how good is Jason Kelsey? Well, it's an enormous loss because not only are you losing a great player, you're losing a leader in that locker room and a guy who brings intensity to the field every time he walks on it and levity when he walks off. And, that, and that's really what you want from your leaders, right, as guys who can put – football and life in perspective. And I think Jason Kelsey uh, does that as well as anybody I've ever seen uh, play our game. And so he is a gem of a human and uh, I have a ton of respect for him. And I'll tell you this, and I don't, I don't say this if ever, I don't know if I've ever said he is a hall of famer and, and look, you know, I don't get into the hall of fame nonsense and all that. He is a hall of famer. This dude is an absolute stud. He has been a great player for a number of years and, and they have hitched their wagon to this guy and he has shown up each and every year. I have so much respect for him and I've had so much joy watching him play. Uh, it, it has just been, it's been a fantastic experience. I hate that he, I, every, every one of us leaves the game. You hate for it to happen, but man, tip of the cap. Congratulations on an incredible career. And I'll be there clapping, bro, standing ovation when you walk in that hall of fame. Well, of course, Jeff, lately he'd been part of that brotherly shove, which seemed unstoppable until last night yeah. when the Bucks somehow stopped it on a two-point conversion. What did you see from the Bucks' defense? What were they able to do that others well, simply were not? Yeah, first of all, you got Vita Vea up in that thing, and, he, and, and that's like trying to move a piece of farm equipment when you're by yourself in some mud, right? Like, it ain't going nowhere, right? So that, that's the first portion of the whole deal. Just get that guy. He plays about that far off the ground, face coming at you, you know what I mean? You're trying to dig him out. You're like, good Lord. So that already right there. And then you got a linebacker jumping over the pile, grabbing face masks, pulling, pulling Hurts back. But, hey, give them credit. I think they stopped it twice this season, and I think it only been stopped one other time the entirety of the season. So, man, they, they were gamed up for it and, and uh, played, it, played it as well as you can play it. But a play that's like 90-something percent uh, success rate to stop it like that, it, it was spectacular. Well, tough weekend, of course, as you know, for the NFC East. And I'm going to transition to the Cowboys for a second. I mean, a big part of why they got where they got was pass rushing and pressuring, and they did none of that. Michael Parsons was just taken right out of the action. What in the world happened? And was this a, a cowboy malfunction or something being done to them, Jeff? 
Well, I think it was a little bit of both. First of all, they went in with the idea they were going to play six DBs or more. Uh, I think they played it 49 of 54 plays. So they're going what people will refer to as dime or something to that effect uh, in that look. And, and Green Bay said, okay, we're going to run this thing right down your throat. We are not afraid. If you're bringing in little people, we will put our big people in. They were not afraid to line up tight ends and go at you. And I think once you put them on their heels, that, that's the answer for all pass rush, right? Because now they actually have to play both phases of your game. If, if, you, have to, if you have to go pass block for 35 plays against the Cowboys and their ears are pinned back, you're not going to be very successful. Matt LaFleur said, we ain't going to do it, right? We're go take this to them and give the Packers a ton of credit. Aaron Jones started that game hot. They never cooled him off. And then the big plays and the play action behind it just opened up beautifully. And they took full advantage. But but tip of the cap, man, the Packers did not move. They didn't flinch. They wanted the ball. They showed who they were. And they didn't back off until they got that win. Uh, we will get you out of here on this. And we're going to ask you to look ahead. Which number one seed, you may not see either as being vulnerable, but which one do you see as more vulnerable uh, the 49ers with the Packers Ooh. or the Ravens with Houston? Man, that's a great question. I will say, I, mean, I don't think either are really vulnerable in all honesty. I, I think both teams are, uh, they're stacked up, they're getting healthier, you know, that, which, which is not what anybody in the NFL wants to hear, right? Like the, those two teams have already shown kind of who they are. If I was going to hedge a bet a touch, I would just say there's something about what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston that I think is just special. And explosive plays for whatever reason. And then flip it over, what D'Amico Ryans has really done with that defense. He can cause people a lot of headaches. And he had another, you know one of the top defenses when he was in San Fran. He has completely morphed this Texans defense into it. Uh, they, they are playing good. I don't think they're truly vulnerable, uh, but 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 I, I would say if I had to hedge one way or the other, I, I think the Texans got some things about them that that uh, that look special. Thank you, Jeff. As always, much thanks, thanks. Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Great being with y'all. Let's take one last break. Still to come, would Bill Belichick fit with the Falcons? No. And the Warriors deliver another clunker in Draymond Green's return. Maybe the biggest clunker in, what, 10 years? 10 years. I'm going to go that far. Really? Oh, it was unbelievable. They really? 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. 
Please sip responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 23rd birthday, Christian Harris. The second-year linebacker for the Texans had the second pick six of Joe Flacco on Saturday. He also had seven solo tackles and a sack in Houston's playoff win. Harris led the team in solo tackles this season. It's a third-round pick out of Alabama in 2022. Since he grew up in Baton Rouge, most people probably assumed Harris would go to LSU. The NFL is filled with Alabama players, including Harris's head coach, D'Amico Ryans, who played linebacker there. On opening day of this NFL season, Alabama had more active players than any college, 57. Next was Georgia, 49. It will be interesting to see if Kalen DeBoer produces as many pros as Nick Saban did. Tony, that is impressive, but you know what's also impressive is what Houston, the Texans, are doing. Because they got a roster that seems full on both sides of the ball of young, talented players. Maybe we'll see the start of something really exciting in Houston with the Texans. Happy anniversary, Mark Sanchez. On this day 13 years ago, Sanchez threw three touchdown passes to stun the Patriots in Foxborough and lead the Jets to their second straight AFC championship game. This was Sanchez's second season in the NFL. In his rookie year, he took the Jets to the AFC championship game and lost to Peyton Manning and the Colts. This particular year, he lost to Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. This year, Sanchez posted an 11-5 mark as a starter, which was the best of his career. He never finished above 500 as a starter again. Now Sanchez's playing career is more or less defined by the infamous butt fumble. Sanchez is on Fox now and was in the booth for what turned out to be Pete Carroll's last game in Seattle. And Carroll had coached Sanchez at USC. Tony, I could have watched that, that what was called the butt fumble a thousand times on my own on video. I never would have laughed once. And I just wonder, what is this? Is this a friend Seinfeld sort of humor? I don't get it, much less the obsession, the video obsession it's become. I, I don't, don't understand it. You're the one. Stay with okay. it. Happy trails to last night's game for the Wizards. Your Washington Wizards hit a new low last night. They lost at home to the Detroit Pistons, who could turn out to be the worst NBA team ever. It was the Pistons' <laughs> second road win this season, their first since October, and they won by 12, despite being without their best player, Cade Cunningham. Speaking of being without their best players, the Memphis Grizzlies were without five of their six best players last <gasps> night, and they still beat the Warriors, spoiling Draymond Green's return to the league. Green, who was booed every time he touched the ball, had seven points and seven rebounds and 23 minutes off the bench. Well, but I am pretty sure you had the Warriors winning this game. I did, Tony, but let me first say to Monty Williams, I mean, just kudos for getting that win, to coming home. My man, Monty Williams, and getting a win at his home, in his hometown. Um, Tony, what are the Warriors doing? Seriously, that's one of the worst losses, no. if not the worst, in 10 years. Memphis has no players they have none. It would seem like the University of Memphis would have a better shot than the Grizzlies at beating them last night. That's a bad loss. Let's go to the big finish as you Let's think about it. that loss. Brent Brennan reportedly leaving San Jose State to coach Arizona. One of your teams, okay by you? Yeah, Tony, I don't, what, what are the Arizonas going to look like? Not in the Pac-12, playing in whatever conference you're playing in. I don't even, I don't even know. I'm, I'm so not big excited 12. for next football season. The Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick. No, they didn't. Bill Belichick interviewed the Falcons. Is that a good fit? No, they have no quarterback. No. Jimmy Butler had 31 in his return as the Heat edged the Nets. Were you impressed? 
Yeah, man, Miami's going to be right there bothering people in April and May and maybe June again. The Saints fired offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. Is that significant? He's been with the team for 18 years, and he's had this position for 14 years, and they're letting him go. It's a long run. Last one, Jokic against Embiid tonight. Who you got? Tony, should I watch that on television on Turner or Thunder at Clippers by walking across the street? What you got? Well, I wouldn't walk across the street to see the Wizards, but that's not the Clippers. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. The Thunder I want to see and the the Clippers. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.